Welcome to Midweek Live. My name is Adam Burton, and I serve as the pastor at Central Baptist Church in Maysville, Kentucky. And every Wednesday, we come live to you on all of our digital channels uh, to uh, be able to share just uh, things that are going on in the world, things that are going on in our church, uh, get to have different conversations. It's a little more unscripted than a lot of the things that we do here. And uh, before we uh, dig into tonight's topic, I need to apologize to you. I mentioned that uh, we were going to have my father on tonight, but uh, that's uh, not going to happen. My, we are, uh, they are traveling uh, right now, visiting some other family out west, and um, and just logistically, we we couldn't make it work. So we will get together soon and uh, have a good uh, conversation. But I, I wanted to uh, share with you. Um, uh, just a kind of a devotional that uh, that really um, God used to, to speak to to me um, this past weekend. We went down to visit my parents before they left to go out west for just to have a Thanksgiving meal with them and a small group together. And and um, we were coming home, and I was usually listening to a bunch of different podcasts. And but for some reason, I decided I was going to listen to a, a sermon. Now I don't always do that, but um, I uh, had on my on my phone a uh, sermon from uh, from Tim Keller. Tim is a pastor at a retired pastor at Redeemer uh, Presbyterian Church up in New York City, and. Um, I great author, uh, great uh, theologian, and um, and a great great pastor, and uh, and I the the message that I, I listened to was uh, in a series that he did a long while ago on on the Psalms, and and uh, this Psalm was a particular Psalm seventy three, and it was titled "Praying Your Doubts," and one of the things I appreciate about uh, Doctor Keller is um, is that. And, and Redeemer Presbyterian is that they are very um, open about welcoming those that have questions, that may be skeptics about Christianity, the faith. Uh, they they don't come in and say, you just need to believe because I said so or because the Bible says it's true, even though that is true. But they are very open about um, engaging with with those to help to, to think through why do you believe what you what you believe? And and if we're all honest with ourselves, we've all had doubts. We maybe doubt things about um, the the truthfulness of God's word, or uh, doubt the existence of God, or even maybe our own salvation. We may doubt whether or not we chose the right career, or picked the right spouse, or had the children, raised the children the way that we 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 should have. And and so we're, if we're not careful, we can be eaten up with those doubts, and doubts can rob us of our joy. But at the same time, we know that, that doubting is not just something unique to us. We all struggle with them. And, and we see in Scripture that, too, that, um, that uh, doubting is uh, uh, contained in the pages of God's Word. In fact, tomorrow night in my Through the Word Bible study, at uh, eight o'clock, uh, we're going to be looking at doubting Thomas. I mean, that's how we know him at Thomas is, um, and uh, the the doubts that that he had, and we see even in the Psalms uh, doubts, and and so the the thing for us is it's not trying to just push them away. I know I shouldn't doubt, so I'm just not going to I'm not going to even think about it, or or we we beat ourselves up. It's what do we do with our 
doubts. And uh, Tim Keller really, um, as he unpacked this message, just um, I mean, it just opened my eyes and was very helpful to to me, just even in my daily living. And I think it may be beneficial uh, to you as as well. And so, Psalm seventy three is not one that I've ever really focus on much. It's spent a lot of time studying, um, and this is not a psalm of David. In fact, uh, it is a psalm of Asaph, and, uh, and so um, I'm going to read through the, kind of these, some of these verses and just kind of let's um, examine those and uh, see how we can apply it to our lives. So starting in verses 1 through through 3, we read, Truly, God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet had almost stumbled, my steps had nearly slipped, for I was envious of the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. And so we we see even just in these first few verses of Asaph as um, where the doubting began is, is not when he was walking on on solid ground, he he wasn't on, on pavement with one foot after uh, another. No, some some challenges were coming into his life, temptation possibly. When and it says his feet, he almost stumbled. His steps had nearly slipped. Uh, yesterday, my daughter and I were able to go out to uh, a place that that uh, some friends of ours have, uh, and. Um, Kind of in the, in the mountains has um, some acreage there. We went hiking, and uh, she was excited. It was her first time really hiking, and it had been it was muddy, and we were going up a pretty big hill, and it was easy to to lose your 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 footing. Right, uh, maybe you get on some loose rocks and you slip and you and you fall, you you stumble, and and so we see here that 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 the, the psalmist is saying that God is good to those who are pure in heart. Right, those that are kind of what we are to to be be sanctified but then he he makes a difference between them and himself but as for me my feet had almost stumbled my steps had nearly slipped why for i was envious of the arrogant when i saw the prosperity of the wicked and look we you know have you ever seen that known people that uh, you know they, that they they seem to be doing well even though they're not good people, <laughs> even though they maybe do bad things to get ahead, and it seems like God is rewarding them maybe with prosperity. And it's like, what did I? What have I done to to, to deserve what I've I, I've got? And and so that's where this psalmist is. And then we we pick it up. Uh, I think we're going to go to verse twelve here. Yeah, look at verses twelve through through twenty six. And and so it says. Behold, these are the wicked, always at ease. They increase in riches. All in vain have I kept my heart clean and washed my hands in innocence. For all the day long I have been stricken and rebuked every morning. If I had said, I will speak thus, I would have betrayed the generation of your children. But when I thought out to understand this, it seemed to me a wearisome task until I went into the sanctuary of God. Then I discerned their end. Truly, you set them in slippery places. You make them fall to ruin. How are they destroyed in a moment, swept away utterly by terrors? Like a dream when one awakes, O Lord, when you rouse yourself, you despise them as phantoms. When my soul was embittered, when I was pricked in heart, I was brutish and ignorant. I was like a beast toward you. 
Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You hold my right hand. You guide me with your counsel. And afterward, you will receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is nothing on earth that I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. So we see the honesty of Asaph as he is um, crying out to God in this song, this psalm. And he sees injustice around him. Those that should not prosper are prospering. And in ways, he's suffering through himself. And I've seen just in today's world, we're all suffering, right? With, with, with uh, just in, in different ways. Some people are, are um, you know, right now have COVID, right? They're physically suffering. Others are suffering because they're in self-isolation, self-quarantine, uh, for two weeks. Others are suffering because of uh, their the job, the restaurant they worked at is now closed down, or you name it. Many people are suffering right now. And and yet you might say, well, you know, well, we have to do this, but why can't, why do they get to do this? And we look at other, we compare ourselves to others and the why, why are they doing this? And, and it's easy to begin to, to doubt God's goodness. And, you know, oftentimes the question that we want answered is, is the why question. And it's one that a lot of times we don't get the answer to. And, and so we see the, the, the doubting within this, within this uh, Asaph. But we also see how he deals with his doubt. And look here, um, verse six, verses 16 and 17. It says this, but but when I thought how to understand this, okay? So one, he's trying to understand why this is, that's a good thing. All right, what we don't need to do is just say, well, I shouldn't doubt, and so I'm just going to not, not deal with it. No, you need to seek to understand. And um, for us as, as Christians, we need to, to be in God's Word. Right, and um, we need to uh, pray, and we need to read God's word to study it, and to look to it for answers to some of these questions that we may not have answers to. And uh, so I kind of hit on that this past Sunday in my my message, um, looking at uh, as we were in in the Gospel of of John about the the importance of the, the Word of God. But yet the word does not save. Right? So the word does, though. The word is, it reads us, and God speaks to us through the Holy Spirit in his, his word. And so um, we seek to understand. And it said here, it seemed to me a wearisome task, a wearisome, tiring. Have you ever been to the point where he's just, you're ready to give up? That's where, that's where the psalmist is here. But in verse 17, it says, until I went into the sanctuary of God, then I discerned therein. Now, where I think what's all important for all of us um, as believers in, in Christ, and where I often see just as a, a minister and helping, you know, counseling with others is, is that when we are in a down, when we're down, all right, when we're... Um, 
and to feel the weight of the world on our shoulders when we are, um, you know, I think life is tough. We may be in a period of suffering. Maybe it's because of, of sin in our life. Maybe it's just because of the sin in the world. Um, and, uh, and maybe we are doubting God's goodness. God, am, am, is he really working in my, my life? And we see what this psalmist said. He he went into the sanctuary of God. Where did he go when he was at this low point? He went to worship. And that's where we should be as well. We should go to worship. We need to go and be with God. All right, now, I, I think there, this is a twofold thing. One, personally, right? you know, one of the, I think, um, good diagnostic question uh, for us to ask ourselves is is when we're in a difficult period of, uh, of life, is how is our devotional life? Are we in God's Word? Are we reading it daily? Are we praying to God? Right? Are, we, are, are, are we, we seeking God's presence? Right? It's one personally, but, but secondly, and I think he is as important, if not more, is are we neglecting the worship, coming to church to worship with other believers? And I think it's one of the things the enemy does is he seeks to isolate us. And especially in these times of, of doubting, times of difficulty and suffering. And, 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 and we get to the point where we, we, we don't want to be around others. We, maybe we, we feel embarrassed. We don't want others to, to know what's really going on in our life or, um, uh, and, or we, we begin blaming other people. It's like, well, you know what? They're, they're, uh, and, and um, they're the ones that, that maybe they're causing my own problems. And, and so we try to isolate ourselves. I don't want to want to go to church. And uh, I heard, um, somebody somebody preached on on Paul and uh, Barnabas when they were in prison. Uh, they had chains and shackles, and what did they do? They they started singing hymns. They had horrible circumstances. They were in prison. They didn't wait till things got good before they started worshiping. No, they worshipped, and then the chains fell off. Now it's not always going to happen like that, but is is. When we are in difficult times, we need to we need to worship. We need to worship privately. We need to come together corporately. And a lot of times, I'll see is that somebody's been out of church for weeks upon weeks, and uh, and is in maybe they're even present in worship, but they're they're not in, engaged. They're not singing work praise to God. They're not um, really focusing in on the preaching of God's word, and and so we see for this psalmist is where things began to change, where he began to understand where he was. God began to reveal himself to him is when he went to the sanctuary of God. And so we need, uh, we need to place worship communion with God as a top priority uh, daily, privately, but also corporately. And I know we're in a weird season with uh, COVID, the pandemic and, um, you know, some for, for health reasons cannot worship. Obviously, everybody, at least here at Central, uh, we're all virtual right now. We hope to get back into person as soon as we can, but 
Um, we need to make worship a, a, a priority if you are able uh, um, is to, to physically be in church. All right. I, uh, you know, there's, um, you know, I'm grateful for church online that we can have church that way, but it does not replace um, the the actual physical gathering of the belief. It's 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 different, and uh, I can't. Uh, it's hard to to really kind of go into great detail as to why, but it 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 really is, and 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 so. If you are able to, you need to be make the weekly gathering of the church a priority in your life, and um, and because I do believe the enemy, I believe Satan will use. He brings up uh, just um, distractions, things that will keep us from it. Good things, and then when we're we we when we were struggling, we realize, oh, worship is. Really not. It's been a while, and and so, but uh, um, but also the enemy will also use that to to beat you up as well. <laughs> right? He'll say, "Well, you haven't been in so long. People, are, I'm going to come back, and people are going to think, oh, look, he's a, he or she, you know, they don't really even care about church.' And then and why do they come? And and he uses that to to keep you even further away. And um, but don't don't take it. Don't. Don't let him do that to you. But no, go to the sanctuary of God personally and and corporately. And we also see with with it in, in, in doubting um, here in verse 23, it says, Nevertheless, right, in spite of my doubts, right, I am continually with you. You hold my right hand, you guide me with your counsel. And afterwards, you will receive me to glory. There's trust. We have to trust. It's not a blind faith. All right, it's not. It's not a. We don't think. No, we we seek God in His Word, and through worship, and we can trust that He is good. That He will get us through whatever we're going through regardless of what happens to us, and, and suffering is real, doesn't mean that what we're dealing with is, is, is not. But it said here that you will receive me to glory. And, uh, you know, think back to Romans eight twenty eight. you know, that God works together all things for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes. Now, that means may mean that you're going to go through an unbelievable period of suffering on earth, and you may even lose your physical life. But know this, that that there will be a day where you, God will receive you to glory. And uh, that's how we're able to go through these tough and, and difficult uh, days. Um, and uh, one other thing that I, I know that uh, that Dr. Keller kind of didn't through his his message that really stuck out to to me, and, and he said that that doubt is is very real, and there is truth in doubt, but there's also kind of a falsehood lies in 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 doubt. Now it may be almost completely true, a little bit of false in there, or it can be mostly false and a little bit of truth in that. But something that really hit me. It's because it's. I think it's so true. Is that many times we use doubt as an excuse not to do something we know we need to do that we don't really want to do. 
Now, obviously, I mean, that's true in, in spirit, in a spiritual sense, but it's also true in a, uh, just in an everyday normal life sense. All right, let's just take um, exercising, okay? So we know that we need to exercise. Now, some people really love doing it. A lot of us don't. When we do, it's almost done out of obligation. Maybe the doctor said, hey, you got to do this, or maybe you want to look better, you know, whatever the reason. And and we know we need to do it, but then there's the excuses come. All right, so we might might say, well, I need, I'm going to go run today. Well, guess what? It's It's raining outside, okay? So, Yes, the doubt is, am I going to run? Whether or not, and and because it's it's raining, right? It's real, right? It is, but but could you overcome that rain? So we use the rain as a reason to not exercise. Whereas you could over overcome that. Maybe you'd put on the rain gear and go and run, or maybe you go uh, to the gym and, and and run on a treadmill in, inside, or maybe you do another type of exercise that's indoors uh, that, you know, it, that way you don't have to worry about rain. And, and you, you, you get the exercise in, but if you're like me, where I am almost always guilty of is, well, this isn't the way that I want to do it. So I'm just not going to do it at all. <laughs> And the same thing, you know, even in eating right, you know, it is, you know, that um, is, you know, everything just doesn't work out right. And then, boom, it's, well, I'm not going to do it. And uh, and you can take it in, in a number of different ways, however it is going to apply to, uh, to you. But don't let doubt rob you of your joy. God is the constant, right? Yes, acknowledge those doubts. Seek God in worship through his word, through the corporate gathering, and and we must trust that he is good. Well, thank you uh, for your time tonight. I hope this was beneficial to you. If it was, let me know. Shoot me an email, adam at adamburton.net. And I look forward to seeing you tomorrow night here online at 8 o'clock for Through the Word, my weekly Bible study. And this Sunday at 1045, uh, we will be alive again uh, virtually for worship. And uh, you can, um, at 1030 on Facebook, we'll start, uh, have the virtual lobby open where you can go and say hello uh, and uh, you can with each other. And then we'll start worship right at 1045. Well, thank you and have a great rest of the week and God bless.